Wondering how to make your online courses actually get your students results that'll make them want to come back for more? We've got a course whiz on the show today. Stay tuned. You are listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Welcome back. All right, so you want to create an online course. You've got all these ideas, but you're not an educator by nature. You don't really know how to organize your ideas into a cohesive course. You're not sure where to start or how to ensure that it actually gives value to your people. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, making an online course is a huge undertaking, and you don't just want it to be blah, like any random online course out there you want it to be great because if it's great then your customers get results and if they get results they're going to come back for more and they're going to rave about you to all their friends so how do you make it great today we are chatting with emily walker who's going to tell you exactly that she's going to tell you how to make it great if you don't know Emily, Emily is a leader learning designer and workshop facilita- uh, facilitator from beautiful Victoria, British Columbia. Emily is the founder of the Modern Leaders Collective, where she helps heart-centered entrepreneurs design incredible online programs so that they can overcome the creation overwhelm, which is a real thing, you guys, step into confidence and scale their business while delivering incredible results to their people. Emily works with a diverse range of clients from life-changing business coaches to uh, to seven-figure mindset queens, and Emily combines her signature framework for designing learning with the tools for the necessary inner work so that you can say goodbye forever to low completion rates and hello to empowering transformation for your students. In our interview today, Emily breaks down the exact steps you can take and strategies you can employ to ensure that the students who enroll in your course get the best transformative results possible. A friendly reminder to subscribe to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast if you haven't already and to leave us a review on iTunes. Leave us that review and you might just find yourself the lucky winner of an Amazon gift card. We are raffling off another gift card to one of our reviewers once we reach our next 50 reviews. So what are you waiting for? Go head on over there now. I'd also love it if you take a second, pause this podcast, take a screenshot of you listening to it and share it on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Eden Freed and tag Emily as well so that we can see that you did in fact listen, that you are engaged and that you're enjoying it. We love to see that kind of engagement. All right, Rebels, it's time to turn it on over to the interview with the amazing Emily Walker. Hi, Eden. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. I am so excited that you are here uh, talking about online courses today. Can't wait to pick your brain on that. Um, Before we talk about online courses, though, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this entire world of entrepreneurship and online courses in the first place. Yeah, this magical Narnia is always what I call it. I feel like the online entrepreneurship space is just like this space that unless you're in it, most people haven't heard of it. So you start talking to people like, most of my friends are on the internet and I work with people on the internet. And they're like, what what do (laughs) you do? What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. So I would say I I found it through like a very strange kind of sequence of events, almost like a Pinterest vortex that I fell into. Because when I started out on my path, I think I fell into that same 
trap that we all fall into, which is like, I only have a set amount of options. You know, what I go to university for leads me to a specific type of job, which leads me to a specific type of ladder that I can climb. And I was fully on track to be a teacher and working in a school system and that type of thing. And when I realized I was like, I don't really like this. Like this is like, I love education, but I don't like the idea of working for someone else and having someone else dictate like my hours down to like when I'm allowed to go use the bathroom. I was like, okay, I need to find something else. And so through just kind of exploring and being open to it, I had a very brief moment where I was like, I'm going to be a brand designer. I'm going to be a brand developer. And I started finding all these amazing online entrepreneurs that were doing that type of thing. I found people who were being web designers and brand designers and graphic designers. And that's when I first really got that taste of like, Ooh, I could work for myself. I could build this business, but it's just the whole brand development thing. I loved parts of it, but it didn't fully feel in alignment. And so I just was like, started looking at things that I love, things that I love doing. And I loved education. I loved helping people kind of take their ideas and simplify it and pull it into a structure. And that's how I kind of face planted into the world of learning design. Face planted. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good really word. what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is quite the transformation. Um, we have some similar background, actually. I was actually, I've taken many different roads in my discovery process, my journey, we'll say, to where <laughs> I am now. Um, but one of them was actually being a teacher. Um, I was certi- certified to teach and was hired to be a teacher, actually, and said, wow. no, thank you. And that was before I was about to be a lawyer. <laughs> I it's funny, like all the things, things we try on. <laughs> yeah. But I also love what I do because I feel like I get to blend my passion for education with marketing and those are like two really powerful things together and honestly most people who make online courses don't have an education background and I feel like it sets you apart a little bit right yeah absolutely well I think it's it's knowing your subject matter is one thing but knowing how to teach it and talk about it and share it in a way that doesn't feel overwhelming is something different so I think that's amazing like you and it shows through in your products that you're like okay I know how to teach and I know how to explain these concepts and now I'm going to blend it with these other worlds of things that I love absolutely and that being said you don't have to have an education background obviously to teach an online course um it's not like a, a criteria by any means, but it is good to learn from somebody who does have that background and how to actually design something that's going to be really positive and transformational for your customers, which is exactly what we're talking about today. So perfect segue. Um, So Emily, tell us a little bit about designing an online course. Like how do we ensure we have this idea, we're going to make an online course, we're going to sell it, we're going to get rich off of it. How do we actually make sure that we're going to create a course that's meaningful for the people who are purchasing and going through the material? Oh, I love this question. And like, you'll have to hold, like rein me back because like I could talk <laughs> about so this much. for hours. There's so much, there's so much. But I think like the, the first place to start and what I like to think about is that when you're creating a course, when you're creating a learning experience, you're providing a transformation. And I think what happens is a lot of people start with they know they want to scale their business. They know they want to add a product. They know they want to add a course. And so then they start thinking like, what do I know? What content do I have? And they start with the content. And the problem with starting with the content is that it's really easy to add too much. It's really easy to put things kind of not in the right order. And there's not a lot of intentionality. Whereas when you start with the transformation, you start thinking about where are my people now and where do I want to get them to with this course, with this learning experience? It allows you to look with a little bit more of a discernment 
discernment through what you know and what you're passionate about and the content you have to say, how do I take these as building blocks and put them together to build this bridge for my people to get them these huge results? Oh yeah, that's so powerful. I think that, you know, we get caught up in a lot of times focusing on, I just want to make the sale. Um, And so we focus only on the sales page and the marketing and the product itself, just kind of like, we just put things together to, to make it. And that's not really acceptable because, you know, what happens then when somebody buys, they get this crappy product. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's like, no one talks about the courses that yeah. they don't finish. No one talks about like, oh, I bought this product and was completely underwhelmed by it and never looked at it again. Yeah. It's like, that's not in a, in the long term an effective marketing strategy. No. Like if, you know, first of all, I mean, we want you to care about your people. We want you to care about the people who are buying and giving them good results. But also it's like, it's just the best marketing strategy out there is word of mouth and having everyone be like, this was the most amazing thing. Yeah. And so it sounds like what you're saying is that when you create this really transformational online course um, and you map it out and, you you know, you focus on that transformation, you'll have customers coming out the other end of your course kind of like raving about you. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like people when they get those big results and results come through taking action is they want to talk about it. They share about it. And there's something tangible, whether it's uh, more of that inner shift. You know, I work with a lot of life coaches and creativity coaches that focus on those big, like releasing those blocks and those limiting beliefs, whether it's like that inner shift where people can go, wow, like my whole world has, has changed. Or it's people who are teaching like the technical skills, you know, like how to launch a product or how to, you know, scale your Pinterest, whatever it may be. People will have something that they can say, before I entered this course, this is what it looked like. This is what my business looked like. And now at the end, I have this shift. I have this change. So let me tell everyone I know, same way when they're talking to their friends and they're just like, oh, I really want to learn like how to plan out this launch. Like, oh my goodness, you need to check out Eden's launch planner because it just, it helps you so much with it. Not like, oh, I bought this launch planner from someone that I can't remember their name because I didn't like it. That Mm -hmm. type of thing. Yeah. The best marketing is marketing that's done for you by other people naturally, Mm -hmm. just word of mouth marketing. So how do we do this? How do we make it happen? Yeah. So I kind of, I started talking about it, but like what I'm saying is really thinking about the end result that you want to get and getting crystal clear. And the more specific you can get, the better. So thinking about what does your people's life look like right now? What does their business look like? What do they, if they had a backpack that was filled with knowledge and skills, what's already in there and what's missing. And so thinking about what do you want things to look like for them at the very end of the course experience. And the nice thing about getting crystal clear about that, how you want them to feel, what you want them to be able to do, what results you want them to have, is then what you just do is you reverse engineer that. You think about and ask yourself, what actions do my people need to take to get to that result that I set out for them? And let action be your guide. So thinking, this is where like it can feel like a little bit like grammar because I talk about these things called action statements, which are literally just take a verb, take an action word, and make the statements of everything your people need to do. And when you start listing these things out, it can become really clear if you have way too many action steps, maybe your course is too big, or you need to think about how you can shift these things to make it feel manageable and bite-sized so that your people can step-by-step go through these actions. And so not only do you know that you've designed with intention, you've created this program that's 
actionable, it's practical, it's getting people to a transformation. It's going to make you feel so crystal clear when you're putting together your sales page, you're putting together your launch strategy, all those things. Cause you can say with like definitively, these are the actions you'll be taking. This is what you'll be able to do. And this is the results you'll get if you take these actions. Mm-hmm. Now I'm totally putting you on the spot, but can you give us some examples of, you know, let's say you're trying to achieve X results here, are the types of action statements you might be creating? Ooh, that's like a great question. Like right on the spot. Well, why don't you give me like, let's think about um, something that you teach. Like, mm. um, Okay. So I always give this, like, whenever I'm teaching, I always use the same example of this person who's targeting um, her target customer are moms with babies who are just like starting to crawl. And so she's all nervous that her baby's inhaling like toxic cleaning products. And so you, the seller, are creating like DIY cleaning products um, or DIY, that could be an ebook, but you're, you're selling it as a course. Let's say it's how to make your own DIY cleaning products. Okay. And so then what we do is we'd start by thinking about what's the end result besides just like, we want her to know how to make her own cleaning products, but what comes, that's like what she'll be able to do, but how does that change things for her? So thinking about, we want mom to know how to be able to make her own, you know, non-toxic, organic, all that good stuff, cleaning products so that she'll be able to, what would we say? She would feel guilt-free knowing that her baby is safe and not Mm -hmm. inhaling those toxic products. That's a big thing. Moms and guilt and just like constant worry. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So now that we have this, we have this like goal statement and this is something I talk about a lot. So it's like, we want her to be able to create these cleaning products so that she can feel like guilt-free. She can feel confident knowing that her toddler who's crawling around isn't inhaling anything nasty. So you're thinking about what are the actions that she needs to take? And what happens first when we do this is it's going to start really broad. So we know one big action is she needs to be able to make the cleaning product, right? So what comes after, like what comes underneath that? So what are the kind of sub action steps? She needs the supplies. Okay. And so this is where Shopping. we want to shopping. Yeah. So when we think about the verbs, we'd say something like she needs to make a list of the Mm -hmm. supplies she needs to get. She needs to make a plan for when she's going to um, make these things. She needs to maybe make a schedule. Mm -hmm. And we want to really think about starting each of our action statements with like a specific verb, because the more specific you get, it can feel a little bit like, oh, English language, but (laughs) it really makes you clear on what type of action she's taking, because it's the difference between does she just need to know the difference between when you make an all-purpose cleaner versus when you make like a tile cleaner Mm -hmm. or does she actually need to decide which product she needs to make and so it's thinking about all of these different actions and we could really go on and on but i would also say in this specific example beyond just making these products there's probably something around there about does she need to prepare anything in her house does she need to communicate anything to the other members of the house like what's kind of goes and wraps around it, we can get kind of tunnel vision when we're creating these types of examples and get so literal, we forget that there's some other things wrapping around it. Mm -hmm. Wow. It seems so like simple, but 
it works, right? Yeah, it works. It can, it can feel really simple, but what's really helpful is when, when you do these action steps and instead of staying in that big kind of broad, like, oh, she just needs to make the products. When you get down into the nitty gritty, that's when you can start to see how much action is a good amount to take at mm -hmm. any given time. Because what can happen when we stay in these big ones, we have a module that's like, now you're going to make your products. And what happens is mom, who's already stressed for time because she's like, as we all know, moms have like, negative 500 hours in a day because they're so busy. She opens it up and goes, okay, well, you're just going to grab all these supplies and you're going to make it. She's going to go like, I don't have any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't have time to do this. I'll come back and do this later. Opposed to like lesson one is just here are the different ingredients. You know, maybe there's 10 different ingredients you'll need that will make you 15 different cleaners. Here's what each one does and which ones you need to go make your list and go shopping. That's all you need to do today. Something like that, where it breaks it into such an easy bite-sized piece that people just go, Oh, that was so easy. Yeah, do that. Simple. yeah. So you mentioned earlier that a lot of times when people are making a course, they just kind of try and put as much stuff in as possible because they have this idea of like quantity is important. Um, does that mean, you know, if we're really following this transformation focus, in creating an online course, does that mean that we can create a course that's pretty short as long as the actions actually lead to the transformation? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I think that's, that's definitely something that people can get stuck with is I, I see the question all the time, like, oh, my course has like 5,000 hours of video and like a hundred pages of workbook. Like, where should I price it? What's the value of this course? And then the value, like you said, comes from that transformation. If, you know, mom has a problem and she just needs a short, easy, quick solution and you can get it to her in, you know, three seven minute videos and a shopping list and a recipe list or whatever it is opposed to like five week courses all about like detoxing your home i mean it depends on her needs and what she's looking for but most people want something short and sweet and fast and actionable mm -hmm. and that's where it's like really nice when you focus on the transformation and the action it also releases pressure on you as a teacher because you only need to share the content that allows them to be able to take those actions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know that I sell a, um, an online course that is like, honestly, you could watch it in an hour and you could implement it in an hour. Um, and, you know, that's a, a powerful thing because I, I did not feel the pressure to make this massive online course. I just said, here's the result I want to get my people and I taught them what they need to know in order to get them that result. And that's it. Like it's, and no one has complained that, Hey, Eden, your course is so short. Give me my money back. They don't care yeah. because they got this great like program that gives them an amazing result. So, you know, why complain about something that's short? Exactly. I would be shocked if anyone ever came to you and you're like, oh my goodness, Eden, you just made my life too easy. Like, yeah, could you complicate like, things for me? How dare you? How dare you do this in a short amount of time? I need you to give me 10 hours of video and make everything extra hard. Oh, yeah. Are there, do you have any recommendations for things or strategies to implement within an online course to help further those results to just kind of make that experience even sweeter? Yeah. So there's a couple different things you can do both before you, like while you're designing your course and then while the course is actually running. So the reason I really emphasize putting a lot of intentionality into the design is you can kind of premeditate any sort of blocks or issues that may come up. And this is where being really clear on your, who you're serving and who you want to be buying this course, you can think about what sort of things would stop them from walking this journey that you've created for them. So obviously a big one is time. I think that comes up across the board 
is time is an issue. And so you can think about how do you structure your course with, like I said, with those bite-sized videos. Maybe if you know that you're targeting moms who are always on the go, everything's audio so that she can just like have a headphone in while she's vacuuming or whatever it may be and she can still be learning. And thinking about maybe if you're having a course that's a bit more of like a, a bigger transformation, thinking of those once you're helping people with maybe money mindset or one of those kind of more limiting beliefs blocks, thinking about what sort of stories are going to come up for them so that you can weave encouragement right into your videos if you're pre-recording things. So you can say like, hey, we're on module two and you're doing great. Like, good job. Can't believe you're still here. This is amazing. Don't give up. Like I always think about like those at-home workout videos where just at the right moment, they're like, come on, you can do two more push-ups. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, how did you know I was on the floor dying? <laughs> so those are the types of things that when you kind of design with that intention in the beginning, you can really mitigate a lot of that kind of lack of motivation throughout the course. And then for the product, um, while it's actually going on, it depends how, how much involvement you want to have as a leader. Some people want to have more of like a live course experience where they're showing up and they're having their calls and they're responding and they're interacting with the community. Whereas some people want it to be more like that product where it's like, you bought it, you're not seeing me, we're done. And those ones where you're, there's not as much involvement from the teacher, from the leader, is really where you need to build a lot of stuff into the course, whether it's, um, I saw one of my clients did like a bingo challenge where you kind of, as you completed various things throughout the course, you filled out a bingo sheet and then you got a prize in the mail. Or like I said, those kind of video encouragements. But when you do have that presence and you are kind of committed to showing up for your community, that's where you can do a lot of fun things. Like if you notice people are maybe dropping off, you can tag them, you can ask questions, you can have really engaged Q and A's. A lot of it is just reminding people that you're there to support them and to remind them again of why they signed up for this experience. And it does sound like what you said before about really knowing who your target customer is, is going to be super important in this process because, you know, if you are targeting um, a specific person who just like I don't know, maybe has like more of an abrasive, rough personality. They might not want like a bingo sheet, right? They might not yeah. care about a sticker chart or like a celebratory meme that you see at the end of accomplishing a certain module. Exactly. Um, so knowing their personality will yeah. kind of like help, help you cater your approach. Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a huge part of um, where I start with my clients is really diving into, like we hear about ideal client avatars, but I talk about your ideal learner and thinking about like, who is the person that you're building this experience for? And like you said, what is their personality? What do they love? You know, maybe if your people um, are, love just like pretty little things, like they like being creative, they like drawing, that type of stuff. Maybe you have like, I had one client literally do like a coloring sheet where it was like, you got to color in the modules as you finished it. And all her students were like, this is amazing. Like I love color. <laughs> versus like you said if you have people that are a little bit more like yeah I'm not gonna do that like I'm just clinical I just want my checklist I want this I want that then you're gonna build a very different experience so the more yeah. you know your person the more you can really make them feel at home in this course being like yeah I built this for you yeah and I think that that matters way more than people think it does honestly because I didn't really think it mattered that much for adults, you know, you know, my education backgrounds for kids, you know, so it, and we think, oh, kids, they want those like incentives and um, they need the step-by-step -step formulas or whatever, but adults really, a lot of them need and want it too. Um, and I can give the example of my membership site, which has a curriculum embedded into it. You know, my initially it, 
didn't have the set curriculum and I reworked it and made it like a formula and there's a calendar and there are worksheets. And the minute I changed it to that, I got people like saying they are so excited, so motivated. They know exactly what to do and when to do it. And it just changed the entire environment. Like it Mm -hmm. really, like something shifted and everybody was like more motivated, even though it was the same stuff. It was just configured in a different way. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. And I think what people forget, like you said, we, we have this kind of idea of like the K to 12 system and how people, and how we want kids to learn and what a fun classroom looks like. And we forget when it comes to adult ed, that it's like, as adults, we don't like feeling like we don't know what's going on. It's like the, the quickest way to lose someone. And especially, unfortunately, when you're selling them a course, they already know they don't know what going on. They're, they're buying the course because they're like, I don't know this and I need you to help me. Mm-hmm. But if they come in and your content isn't structured in a way where it's like either telling them right off the bat, like, I know you have all of these questions and we're going to get there. Don't stress. It's fine. I got you. Like, all I need you to do is focus on this one thing right now. But if you just kind of fire a bunch of content at them and they start to feel overwhelmed or they start to feel like, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't, is there a formula I follow? What, what happens? Then they're just going to go, I, I feel dumb. That's I feel it. uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. Yep. And that's a yeah. dangerous place for you to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause then no one finishes. Yep. No one finishes or they ask for their money back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the worst fear come true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what are we missing? Is there anything else you feel like we should know? Oh man. I mean, there's so many things, as you know, I I'm so passionate about this, but I, I think the, the biggest thing, the biggest piece of advice I could give to anyone creating any sort of learning experience, whether it's a course, it's a workshop, it's a webinar, even a podcast or a blog post is really putting your people at the heart of what you create and letting that be your intention is thinking about how do I make this for them? How do I make this transformative? How do I make this action focused so that they get big results? And then as a result, you're going to get big results as well. You're going to get more people. You're going to get more sales. You're going to get more testimonials. And it's just this beautiful snowball effect of just like, you know, this huge, yeah, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) All around goodness. (laughs) All around goodness. I love it. So you have a journey mapping guide available for free. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. So this is the first step that I take in my signature process. And this is really key to honing in on that transformation you want to provide. So the journey mapping guide, which like you mentioned, it's totally free. You can download it on my site. It leads you through figuring out exactly where your people are. So you can meet them right with like whatever they already have in that skills backpack, where you want to take them and getting crystal clear on that transformation. And then also in the guide, I've included ways, those sort of guiding questions to really get to the heart of your people. So like I said, what makes them feel strong? What, where do they look for support? What sort of blocks might stop them from walking this journey? And so at the end of the guide, you'll have this really clear high level map of the transformation that you want to provide, which will make creating your program, creating your course, creating your workshop, whatever it may be so much easier. Yeah. It sounds like this is a great, um, a great thing to have, especially if you're at the beginning of your online course journey, but even if you've already made your online course and you're like, well, you know, I didn't do any of these things, (laughs) you can get your journey mapping guide and just kind of like hit the refresh button, reset and Mm -hmm. try again, which is totally okay. Um, you guys can get that for free at modernleaderscollective.com forward slash journey map. We'll have that link in the show notes. Uh, where else are you online? 
So my favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me there at Modern Leaders Co, Modern Leaders Co. Um, I do respond to DMs, so I always encourage people, like if you're working on something, you have questions, or you just want to like become friends, like please like slide right on into those DMs. <laughs> Send me pictures of your pets. I love animals. And I'd like, let's just carry on the conversation. Awesome. Well, that sounds, it, I mean, I'm connected to you on Instagram, so I'm there. <laughs> oh yeah. We, we already chat. I'll, I'll follow chat. It's great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for teaching us all about creating that transformational course experience. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Any chance I get to talk about this stuff, I just fully nerd out. So this was great. Next time on Rebel Boss Ladies, we are talking all about how to manage your digital product-based business when you don't have a team, when you just work with yourself as a team of one and you don't have a million other people to assign work to. So it all falls on you, on your shoulders. So what do you do? It's a good episode. You guys are not going to want to miss. Stay tuned for that. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, don't forget to leave us a review. Your support means everything to me. I'm your host, Eden Freed. And remember, keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.